0: Hey guys, welcome to the Learn Feng Shui podcast, where you'll learn Feng Shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. So if you're interested in learning Feng Shui, Chinese astrology, all things Chinese metaphysics, as well as the superstitions and myths that connect it all, you'll enjoy learning Feng Shui with me. Let's take a look at the feng shui and astrology for the month of the wood rabbit, March, 2023. Hey guys, for those of you that don't know me, I'm Candace Berlinga. I'm a certified feng shui practitioner and a red ribbon professional with the International Feng Shui Guild. I always call myself a reluctant feng shui master because that's what I am. But again, that's what my certification tells me, uh, that that's my title, <laughs> So first, uh, jumping right into the March energy. Um, yeah, so we get this double rabbit energy this month, starting off the month of the wood rabbit. That starts with the very first solar cycle of the month, the Jess cycle, um, and that starts March 5th and lasts through the 20th, and it is called Awakening of Worms. The second solar cycle, the chi cycle for the month, it comes in um, on March 20th and lasts through April 4th. 4th and that is called of course spring equinox and that does correspond very closely to the pagan wheel of the year and the observance of Ostara and it is the midway point between Embolic and Beltane and so one thing I've noticed about the pagan wheel of the year is that they tend to rely heavily in the um, observances between the solstices and equinoxes Um, so I'm not really sure why so if any You know, pagan listeners or like nature, you know, Wiccan listeners can tell me. Then please, please email me. (laughs) So, and of course, this does um, correspond with the a holiday of Easter. um, Although Easter is later this year because that is um, kind of calculated a little bit differently, (laughs) but we are coming into this time. It does represent fertility, renewal, new beginnings, the earth regaining life. And it does mark also an equal amount of daylight and nighttime. So we'll have a little bit more balance in Um, And, you know, the sun not setting so early, especially if you're here in the uh, northern hemisphere, we start to see that nice amount of, you know, that in-between point where uh, we have equal amounts of daylight and nighttime. And, of course, now we're going into um, daylight savings, which will occur this month if you're here in the U.S. Um, We don't know why we do it. We just do. (laughs) But, yeah, and then so we'll have a little bit extra daylight uh, and the sun won't set at, uh, you know, 6 p.m. anymore. (laughs) So going into this month of the rabbit uh, we already have this rabbit energy in for the year because it's the year of the water rabbit and then we have this month come in and it is the month of the wood rabbit so even just um the same zodiac sign you know appearing twice here we have this rabbit energy that's doubled and then we have this energy of yin wood which represent connection. So I really feel like this month we can really focus on friendship and connection. I really think it's a good month for um, people, and just a good time in general for people to do industry events, do seminars. You know, be in a a place where there's people or like a group of people that are your peers or your equals or you're all studying something, learning something. So it's a really good month I believe for you to do that, go to some kind of summit or a reunion. So um, if you're thinking, doing that this month. I really think the energy will be strong and pushing that on, on just us kind of collectively as a society for the month. So yeah, keep in mind opportunities to make connections for the month of March. All right. So just taking a quick look at the zodiac signs most impacted by the month. If you don't know, um, you actually have four different zodiac signs uh, in your your natal chart according to Eastern astrology. And so you may be familiar with like, you know, the sign of the rabbit, the pig, the goat, whatever. Um, But you actually have four different zodiac signs in your chart, one for the year, the month, the day, and even the hour that you're born. So these can impact you in different ways. Um, Starting off with just the rabbit here, um, you have what is called the Grand Duke or the Duke's arrival. So I always say that anytime a sign is in your natal chart and then it comes in and presents, presents itself for the year, or the month or whatever, that uh, means you have the Duke's arrival. And what it means is that you may feel more visible or more seen. It's almost like you're exposed during that time. So I always tell people to make choices carefully during these times and make the choices that you want to be seen. So if you there's something that you don't want to be seen, you know, avoid those choices. <laughs> so um, to kind of negate some of this energy that's coming in, if you um, look for days that are the goat days or pig days, Um, that, that actually makes more of the wood element, um, you know, but it does combine away some of this energy. And so, um, the wood element is going to be very prevalent in your chart this month. So things like aggression, um, is represented by the wood element, but also your, um, your spleen and your liver, uh, can be represented by the wood element. I I might be wrong about the spleen. I'm sure about the liver, (laughs) but also your feet, legs, and limbs can be represented by this element. And so it's just a thing where you really have to make sure that, um, you know you you can take care of your health and um also avoid uh doing things that make you too visible or seen if you're not looking for that sort of attention so um if you do want to combine away some of the energy look for days that are dog days so remember each day also has an animal sign and I do link um, the date selection also in the blog. So look for days that are dog days to burn off because that actually combines and makes the element of of fire. So yeah, that should help a little bit. So look for those days to support you a little bit better and you're going to get through the month just fine. So if you have the zodiac signs of pig or goat, remember this does combine with the rabbit and it makes the element of wood. It's called the wood frame or wood trio. So again, kind of like liken it to what I talked about with the rabbit. So again, some of these things um, can impact you as far as like your health. And again, the liver, the legs, the limbs, that type of thing, Um, but uh, because it's an excess of this energy. But one of the things that you can think about is growth and expansion. So if you think about the energy of wood, it grows up and it grows out and it expands outward, even underneath the soil. And it connects to other the living um, entities around it, all the living trees and plants, right? Those roots all connect down underneath and they support each other. You know, they kind of hold each other up. And so if you think about that type of energy, you know, think about it as a month to connect and to, um, really um yeah i guess just connect i mean that's the word i'm thinking about i suppose but really just connect with those around you so you can offer support and remember sometimes we need support and sometimes we need to be the ones to offer support so if you can offer support during this time if you feel like you don't necessarily need it or sometimes you do have to give what you need in order to receive it if that makes sense so uh, connection again is key i believe this month all right If you have the zodiac sign of dog, this does uh, create the element of fire when it combines with the rabbit and um, it's considered the quote unquote harmony of to or secret friend of the rabbit. And so here I kind of know on the website that it really does, um, if you already have this element of wood and you're combining all of a sudden with the, um, or you already have this this dog in there and you're combining and you're making this fire energy, or if you have the rabbit and then you combine somehow with the dog to make this fire energy, sometimes it can feel like a drastic change. But at the same time, it can mean that things transform or turn around very quickly for you. So it says here, um, or I, in my own words, it says sometimes it means you see a situation turn around or even financial gain. So if it depends on what fire is to you, um, again, you can read that on the blog too, but, um, it sometimes it can just mean a, um, dramatic change or something turning around very quickly for you. When you see some of those combinations that transforms everything completely. So, um, yeah just kind of keep an eye out for that. Um one thing I do note is that I do feel like some of this fire energy can help burn off some of the excess wood um although so the way I'm looking at the energy for the month because there's so much of that yin wood energy with the two rabbits and then the uh, what's called the heavenly stem of of wood on top of the month so we have the wood rabbit here. Um it's kind of like a like a rose garden or a garden full of, you know, a vegetable garden, right? And so one of the things that um, makes me a little hesitant to think that a fire can do much good in terms of, <laughs> you know, helping burn off the excess energy is that um, it's a soft wood. And so if you think about the way soft wood is, it doesn't really burn, you know, it's it's not really effective at creating a fire or helping sustain a fire. And so um, I do think maybe the fire energy can help a little bit. And if worse comes to worse, spend a little time in the this- south of your home and uh take advantage of the the fire energy and also remember the north has that nine flying star which does represent fire and i like the north better than i do the south this year so maybe spending a little time in the north sector can help also for the seasonal combination, we have the tiger and dragon. So if you have a tiger or a dragon or a tiger and dragon, you combine nicely with the rabbit for the month. And again, it makes the element of wood very dominant because that is the uh, wood energy. The, the season of spring is dominated by wood energy. And so this combination um, is the most dominant and um, it's really one of the strongest combinations. So if you have any other... Um, uh, combinations, this one is the one that takes precedence, you could say. And so it really does represent a time of connection, financial opportunity, especially if you've already put work in. And maybe it is time to partner with people and um, start, uh, you know, kind of looking at either doing some partnerships or collaborations and see if it'll benefit you financially this month. I don't really usually address this part, but there is zodiac signs that quote-unquote harm or quote-unquote punish each other. And for the zodiac sign of the rat, the rabbit is the quote-unquote punishment or ungrateful punishment. And a lot of the time, this really just means maybe we're ungrateful. We are not, um, you know, being grateful for, to those around us. We're acting like little spoiled brats. You know, it could indicate things like that. Um, it could indicate the people around us. Um, you know, we might help somebody out and we feel like they've taken advantage of us. You know, it could be a thing like that. Um, another thing that I've heard it referred to as is, um, like a motherly love you know, kind of punishment because it's, it could be one of those things. Um, and it could be a father too, but a parental figure that, um, it's like, you can't live with them and you can't live without them. You have a lot of animosity towards them and you love them, but you fight like crazy. You know, it could be a thing like that. So, um, one of the, the things that I do want to caution though is occasionally, um, it could represent things like, um, abuse occur. Um, so maybe we've, had ourselves or, or around somebody that uh, we don't necessarily trust, so it really is a time, especially this year, but especially for the month uh, because we have that double rabbit energy. So, if you have the rat in your zodiac, really just be cautious this month really, the whole year. Um, take precautions, take safety precautions. But, um, yeah, it's just going to be a month, and I think you can kind of imply. Um, what type of abuse uh, can occasionally occur during these times. It really is very dependent on the Zodiac. And so I wouldn't worry about it, but let's make sure we're keeping ourselves safe and putting ourselves in situations where we feel the safest. And of course, sometimes situations occur beyond our control, but if we're just taking all precautions that we need to, during this time, you know, not leaving with people we don't really know, um, not trusting people we do know, <laughs> you know, just being very cautious this month, especially if you have a child that is worn under, under the Zodiac of Rat, um, let's just be careful with them for the year not let them go places that we're not familiar with. All right, if you have the rooster, one of the things that you have to watch out for is, of course, this clashing energy, but it really is doubled this month. I mean, every year we get a time that the energy is doubled and it inevitably will clash one of your zodiac signs. So I don't think it's too much to worry about. Um, I think the biggest issue will probably probably be with the metal rooster. So if you have a metal rooster, it may be those immune issues, um, autoimmune, also things that trigger um, your immune system like allergens and inflammation in your body. Um, but that does cause things like allergies, eczema, um, breathing issues, asthma, and stuff like that. So this is definitely a month that I think you'll have to watch out for that. Uh, and it might just be that, of course, the spring weather's coming in. So you know, all the things that go with that, all the allergies and um, issues that kind of go along with spring weather. Of course, let's take our Claritins (laughs) and our Zyrtex, and uh, hopefully we'll be fine for the month. All right, let's look at the feng shui for the month. All right, looking I'm um, at the flying stars, best sectors, worst sectors. So I'm gonna kind of break this down a little bit differently than I have been in the past. Um let's take a look first at flying stars and look at where what areas we kind of need to cure maybe and what areas we can activate. So um just off the bat this month flying stars suck, hate them all. Uh, wouldn't use them, wouldn't activate nothing. But uh, with that being said, um, the Northeast. The Northeast is probably the sector I would look to to use for the month, especially if you are in sales. The Flying Star 7 is there for the year um, but, however, visiting for the month is a one star, and on the days when the four star does come to visit, we get a lovely one four seven combination. So, if you know nothing about what I just said, or your eyes just glazed over, if you're in sales, use the northeast for for <laughs> for the month. So it should be a good month for you to make sales. Um, don't activate. Um, worst sectors, I think, east, northwest, and um, the south. I didn't put activation up or a a cure up for the South, but I would definitely put a salt water jar, um, or what's called quote unquote salt cure in the East and Northwest and the South for the month. Um, I don't love the five length star in the East. It can be a little bit aggressive when it goes, uh, there. Um, so I don't love that. The Northwest isn't entirely horrible. Um, but the, the metal in the sector there, uh, with it being a metal sector, um, the five star is there for the year. And then when we when we, when we we have a eight star come in with a five, sometimes that can represent loss of wealth. So especially if this is your front door or um, your bedroom, you're gonna to want to put a salt cure in there. And in the south, if you're sleeping in the south um, and that's your bedroom or if it's your front door, remember that illness star number two does go there for the month. Let's go ahead and stick a salt cure there and um, kind of tame that energy alternatively, where the earth energies do lay uh, the east and the south, um, you can go ahead and put a one of those little charms with six coins on it to represent um, the element of metal and it can help cure that area. So um, don't do that. I wouldn't do that with the Northwest because there's already metal in the sector. I don't think it necessarily ne- needs quote unquote curing, but um, just to kind of pr- to protect any finances for the month, go ahead and stick a salt water jar there. So looking at what are called the earth shaws. So these are areas we're going to want to avoid renovation in for the month. Remember that flying starts are activated by motion and action activity, but these earth shaws are activated by renovation and they can be kind of aggressive if they get activated. So first South, Southwest, we're not renovating that the entire year. (laughs) So a little bit of doubled up energy, um, with the three killings in the Southwest and what is called the Wu Ji Sha affecting both the South and the Southwest. It is uh, the five tiger Sha it is called, um, the West. It is the month breaker and the year breaker, and it is on top of that called the disaster shawl with the three killings for the uh, for the year. And so things can occur when we activate the energies that oppose the Grand Duke um, generally. Uh, so with that disaster shawl being there, um, usually that represents some, just something happening, something bad happening. Um, the three killings do represent like loss of money, wealth, or your health. And so um, it could be a thing where you either fall ill, you lose money. Or um, you, you know, somehow are injured uh, or just something just happens where you end up, you know, maybe you get injured and you have to spend your money on, you know, a medical bill, stuff like that. So we're going to avoid that. Uh, And that also will affect the sector of Northwest. So those are just for the year. (laughs) The the East has the Grand Duke. So we're not activating or renovating that area. Um, So just a reminder, renovations um, do, do include, especially the biggest thing is digging. So if there's digging outside of your, your home, you know, we kind of know what sector that occurs in, uh, and whether or not it's going to affect us. Sometimes these can happen and, you know, our home is just fine, but we don't want to willingly trigger negative energies. Um, and if you do have to do renovations or something just happens and you have to fix it, you know, just do it right. Just don't worry about it. Um, we can kind of fix and remedy some of the energies and neutralize some of those energies if things start occurring in your home that just don't seem right. Like if you have bad luck after bad luck after bad luck, maybe one of these energies is activated. If you just have, you know, normal bad luck and, you know, life just happens, I wouldn't attribute this to feng shui or your bad feng shui. You know, we don't want to be too superstitious about it, right? And remember that if you want to plan some renovations, um, most sectors can be done using date and time selection. So just you know, um, follow, uh, you, you would have to do a consultation for that. Um, because uh, that's very particular to a home, but yeah, renovations can be done, but don't willingly just go start banging crap and tearing stuff up, doing demolition and, um, digging. And when I say digging, I'm not talking about a garden. I'm talking about you're fixing a sewer line type digging. So yeah, it has to be a big thing to activate the area, a big renovation. Um, but Yeah, don't willingly do it if there's negative things occurring in the area at the time. So just as a reminder, you can go to the blog post um, that accompanies this uh, monthly energy update. So um, every month I put out a blog post that has references to everything I talked about and even more. A lot of times there's functional activations, there's monthly tones, there's, you know, the heavenly stems for the forecasting, all the animal signs, zodiacs, feng shui, all that stuff. So that is on the monthly blog post and it's linked in the link tree below. I try to have that out on the same day that the monthly energy update podcast comes out. So as you can use as a companion to reference. And I think my favorite section is the lucky dates. So you can use date selection to pick your feng shui dates, you know, to, to, adjust your feng shui so again if you go to the link tree link below it's labeled monthly blog or monthly energy update and it says blog on there so just follow that and you can check out all this information let's take a quick little sponsor break and then we'll get into um, why it is called the awakening of worms that solar term we talked about at the beginning and talk about some of the traditions that are tied to this time of year Features and traditions about awakening of worms. So there are some interchangeable terms, um, awakening of worms or awakening of insects. So it's just a translation from the original solar term. And this is brought to us from CITS.net. So it says here in China, the lunar calendar divides the solar, the year into 24 solar terms. So, um, I will say that it is called the lunisolar calendar, um, because it takes into account lunar and solar cycles, but I, um, I digress. Okay. The solar terms were created thousands of years ago to guide agricultural production and function even now. So the third solar term of the year is called awakening of insects, which begins on March 6th ish and ends on March 20th. It got its name from the fact that um, animals and insects were sleeping in the winter and were awakened by the spring thunder. And of course the earth is coming back to life during that time. Awakening of insects signals a rise in temperature and increased rainfall. It is usually the time for agriculture activities to begin in the spring, which usually include planting. The spring thunder is most likely the most notable thing during this awakening of worms solar term. An old Chinese saying goes that if the first spring thunder crashes before the awakening of worms solar term, that there will be an abnormal weather throughout the year. The awakening of worms falls after the end of winter and before the beginning of the spring or that spring equinox. During this time, the wind is an important factor in forecasting weather for the season. Modern meteorological science shows that around the awakening of worms, the earth becomes more humid and hot air near the surface rises. Meanwhile, the hot humid air from the north is strong and creates frequent wind for this reason thunder occurs during this period uh, it does say here china covers large trains of latitudes from north to south and so the first spring thunder appears at different times in different areas um this is very very timely for actually what i'm going to cover on next week's um podcast <laughs> I'm covering um, the phenomena of wind. And uh, of course, wind comes from, you know, uh, feng shui means wind and water. And so I'm going to be covering it, but um, it it is very regional. And so, of course, we have things like the, the Farmer's Almanac here in the U.S. that is pretty accurate in weather predictions. Um, and we know, of course, different weather folklores of, through different regions are pretty prevalent when it comes to uh, weather predictions for the year. And just depending on what region you're in and how cool or how warm the weather is, it really is a time for spring planting. So it says here, the awakening of insects is an extremely important time for farmers and is widely seen as the beginning of the busiest time for agricultural work. During this period, most parts of China experienced the quickest rise in temperatures with an average, you know, reaching about 10 degrees Celsius, and there's an increased mark in sunshine. And of course, here, I kind of talked about the US, we do have that extra time of sunlight. I mean, not that, you know, nature knows that, but... The point is that that was developed for farmers. I joked about not really knowing why it was, it was developed, but it was developed for farmers during this time of year, uh, to have extra daylight during uh, the times where they were planting and, you know, um, breeding animals and whatnot. So makes total sense. So one of the traditions according to Chinese folklore is to make a sacrifice to quote-unquote the white tiger. So it says here, according to the ancient Chinese folklore, a white tiger is a creature that brings quarrels and disputes, which is of course what we uh, we hear in feng shui too, right? It's a term of feng shui, um, appease the white tiger. <laughs> so it always begins hunting during the awakening of insects and sometimes bites people. It is said that those bitten by a white tiger will encounter evil villains in their life and bring obstructions and bad luck to them. Therefore, people... People offer sacrifices to the white tiger during the awakening of worms to protect themselves. When practicing this old custom, people draw a white tiger on paper and then they'll smear pig um, blood and pork on its mouth. And so this means the white tiger has been fed so it cannot bite people or bring bad luck and of course it is a good time of year to fish it says here um hi- hibernating animals and you know insects fish wake up um here it says they swim from deep water to shallow water searching for food mating and bearing young and it is a good time for fishing it does say here too that eating pears is supposed to be good luck it says eating pears around the awakening of insects is a widely practiced custom in China as the weather gets warmer the air becomes dry and people tend to feel like their mouths and tongues are dry which it says here um, can cause coughs (laughs) you know uh, not sure if that's scientific or not, it says the pear is sweet, juicy, and cold, moistening the lungs to arrest the cough. Therefore, pears are highly recommended during the awakening of insects. And I think that kind of goes back to, um, maybe not quote unquote scientific fact, but more of a Chinese medicine thing, um, where we have to eat different foods and whatnot throughout the year to, to kind of, um, combat like the weather that is kind of, uh, you know, not really attacking us that, but can affect us, um, adversely. So, um, yeah, if you're, it says here, if you feel like it's a dry, um, season for you, um, try eating a pear and see how it feels. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Um, if you want to learn more about the awakening of worms, I did put links in um, the show notes to the article that i read off of and there was an additional article that i put links to and of course if you want to check out any of the blog posts calculate your zodiac signs or whatever check that link tree all the links are included in that below for free energy mapping of your floor plan please check the link in the show notes to support today's podcast go to learnfengshui.com sign up for emails leave a review and share with your family and friends